So I wanted to share some clarifying thoughts on the discussion we had around Lindy West and the health at every size movement and just being fat or overweight in general. It's kind of an intense discussion. And I think at some point, Keith and I just started sort of talking over one another and kind of missing the point of what each other was saying. And maybe that was more, you know, me than him, but you know, whatever. And since I have the recording equipment at my house and I'm capable of sitting down real quick and talking into a microphone and posting it, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, but obviously I will extend the same opportunity to Keith if he feels it necessary. But after listening to the conversation again, there were a, just a couple of things that I just didn't get to say or I got sidetracked from that I feel like I just hadn't made the full connection to. So that's really what I wanted to to get out there to to just sort of put an end cap on the on the last podcast. Like I said, it was a kind of intense discussion and re-listening to it had me feeling like I came off pretty harsh, kind of like as harsh as I feel like most people say I come off as, which is not usually how I feel re-listening to the episodes. Usually listening, re-listening to the episodes, I'm just kind of, I can just sort of like, uh, I don't know, just sort of like listen to it is, uh, in the back of my mind somehow, and it doesn't really catch me off guard. But listening to this one, I, I, I started to feel, it, it just sounded pretty, it just sounded kind of harsh to me, and that's not how I intended to come across. And then I started thinking like, if I'm listening to this and thinking you kind of sound like a ass, then uh, I can only imagine how someone else is is hearing it and and thinking. And uh, you know, I think the the last thing that Keith or I would ever want from from anyone listening to our podcast would be to come away angry or to feel attacked in any way or. I mean, it's, it's, it's supposed to just be a, you know, casual conversation above all else. So the first thing I wanted to clarify is, uh, why the normalization of the, uh, of the episode bothered me. And I think Keith and I were using the term normalization to mean two different things after re-listening to it. I think Keith was using it as a way to say that people who are overweight should not feel outcast in society or afraid to talk about being fat or like they're stigmatized. Uh, essentially that like this condition that they're in is a taboo subject and you're being secretly judged by everyone. And <clears throat> I agree with him on that. You know, I don't think that anybody should have to feel that way uh, about a condition they have, whether they have control over that condition or not, you know, as a society, I think it's would be a great thing if people just in general felt more comfortable to discuss whatever they wanted to discuss, you know, within reason, most uh, everything I'm going to say is within reason, right? They're like edge cases and like, 
extreme examples, everything, but you know, in a, in a general sense, but I was using the term normalization or my reading of the term normalization from the, this American life episode was the idea of being overweight as healthy and kind of this irreversible thing. And that being like an acceptable societal movement, which is how I think Lindy West was using it, you know? So, so I think Keith's reading was they're sort of uh, wading into this conversation on the episode, whereas I, the, I thought it was being presented in more of a sense of like overweight is none of anybody else's business and actually it's uh, healthy if it makes me feel good. And uh, I have so little control over it as for it to be essentially this irreversible condition that there's nothing I can do about. That was the... That's what that's what normalization meant to me. So that's I think I think that's how we approached it differently. Um, and if you want to be overweight and you're happy being overweight, then that's perfectly fine with me. I'm not really concerned with how any one individual lives their life. Uh, and the the last thing I would want to do is to lecture someone about how they've chosen to live their life. But when an unhealthy lifestyle becomes a public crusade or movement of acceptance that's purposefully ignores established scientific data about what is is and is not, you know, quote unquote healthy, that is what concerns me. You, you know, I, I guess I'm guilty of, uh, of, you know, being the guy who says, I don't care about your health but then rants and raves about someone else's health. But I, I think I, for me, the difference is I don't particularly care about your individual health, but when that starts to become a factor uh, in our culture and, you know, changing societal norms, that's what bothers me. You know, I'm not really worried about some random guy out in Mississippi dying from lung or throat cancer because he smoked two packs a day for 30 years. You know, that's his life, and ultimately I feel like we are responsible for our own actions. Um, obviously, there are exceptions on issues that involve, you know, societal influences, economic class, genetics, all that other stuff. But... If that same guy from Mississippi were to start a health after every smoke movement, you know, uh, before he died of lung cancer, I guess, that was claiming that not only was smoking not bad for you, but that some people just have no choice but to smoke, that would bother me. And, you know, trying to uh, have that as an acceptable uh, norm in society would bother me. I mean, I think you could very easily make the same argument about anti-vaxxers, which is, you know, also a little different because children are involved who have no real say over whether or not they're being vaccinated. But if one set of parents don't want to vaccinate their children, then, you know, what business of mine is it to say you can't do that? Uh, I can present all sorts of evidence to them stating that vaccinations are perfectly safe, uh, but ultimately it's the decision of those parents. But when it comes a bigger thing that is now a quote-unquote movement that actively spreads information, that's a problem, you know. And and with the also with the anti-vaxxer thing, you you do also have the issue of how that affects other people in the society because of the you know recent 
uh, outbreaks of these diseases in, in communities that are heavily populated with anti-vaxxers that for, from diseases that we thought were basically gone. And I'm not willing to put that same burden on people who are overweight, uh, but it, it's, you know, there's, there are some similarities there. And, you know, again, this is something that I tried to make sure I, I mentioned in the podcast, but I just want to reiterate that I'm not using any of, of this to advocate or excuse being an ass to someone who is overweight or to assume that, that you or I or anybody knows the intimate dealings of a stranger's health. Ultimately, I just wanted to talk with Keith about it, and I thought it would make an interesting conversation for the podcast. That's honestly it. I, I wasn't thinking, like, this is my screed to overweight people. It was honestly just, I listened to the podcast. It struck me in such a wrong way that I thought we could have an interesting conversation about it for the podcast. That was more or less the end goal. The other thing I wanted to clarify, though, is the idea of choice. By no means was I trying to downplay or ignore or deny all the other conditions that exist alongside or are caused by weight gain and being fat. Like I said in the podcast, until three months ago, I weighed just north of 260 pounds, which is about 80 pounds over my ideal weight range. And, and even that weight range is like, like I'm 6'1", 35 years old, and my like 180 is like the max of my weight range. But like, I don't think I've ever weighed less than 180 in my life. Even when I was at like the peak of my physical health, exercising all the time as a groundskeeper, so I was on my feet all the time, riding my bike all the time. You know, so obviously there's some give and take in those weight ranges, but you know, I think it's just is is still a uh uh it's at least a, a goal to shoot for. But I gained all of that weight over the course of like five years, and ultimately it put me in a really bad place. I've I've struggled with depression my entire life, but that weight gain I think probably coupled with not being outside as much due to no longer exercising. And also, uh, I, I, I was promoted from my groundskeeper position, so I was indoors all the time. I wasn't exercising, so, so I wasn't outside. It was like a steroid shot into the ass of my depression, and all of a sudden, it was jacked out of its mind and hitting 60 home runs a season, you know? But, you know, anyway, I, I say that to just try and convey that I am intimately familiar with those aspects of being fat. The self-loathing, the embarrassment, the feeling of hopelessness, the food addiction, you know, shame eating, secret eating, and not talking to anybody about it. And the defeatist cycle of trying and failing and trying and failing, of, you know, and just cycling through that and just continually feeling worse and worse and worse about yourself. And I know that those struggles are my own and not everyone who is overweight experiences all of those things or just those things. I may be able to use them to relate to others, but ultimately they are unique to me and it's probably not a good idea to go around diagnosing every fat person in the world based on my single experience, which again, I was not and am not trying to do. If it came off like that, you know, just let me just reiterate that that is not what I'm trying to do, and it's not what I was trying to do in the other podcast. 
But I feel like the reason that the idea of having a choice is so important is that it's the only thing that we can really control in any given moment. Even if that amount of control seems impossibly small compared to all the other issues at hand, the problem I ran into when trying to lose weight was being overwhelmed by and focusing on all of these other issues in my life I had to fix. Instead of focusing on the idea that in any given moment I have a choice to make, I was thinking, well, I'm never going to lose this weight because, you know, my brain is out of whack and I sit in an office all day for work, which is bad for my health and I don't get any exposure to the sunlight and I can't stop eating and I feel like shit all the time and I look like shit and I'm never going to get rid of these stupid, you know, man boobies I've had since I was 15 years old, no matter how much weight I lose or freaking push-ups I do. And, you know, uh, everyone else is overweight, so, you know what I mean? I'm just going to keep doing whatever. Ultimately. I made a choice to start exercising again. I didn't just wake up one morning on a treadmill running three miles. I made the conscious choice to say, I'm going to start exercising today. Right now, I'm going to ignore all these other issues I have in my life. I'm going to ignore my overeating. I'm going to ignore the depression and focus on the one thing that I can consciously choose to change. And that thing, for me at least, was exercise. I started exercising, disregarded everything else. And after doing that for a few weeks, after running on the treadmill for a few weeks, you know, all I did was just use one of those couch to 5K apps, and I followed that for two or three weeks. And after it became more of a routine and more of something I could just kind of automatically do and less of a thing that... I had to talk myself into doing for two hours before actually doing it. Then I changed something else. Then I started being more conscious of how much I ate. And, you know, more acutely, I started consciously eating less. I chose to stop overeating, right? I chose to be hyper aware of how many calories I should be consuming in a day and how each and every single thing I ate affected that bottom line calorie count. After that, you know, once I got those two things down, then it just sort of progressed from there. Um, You know, and I started re-examining the calorie goals. I started exercising more for longer periods of time. I started exercising in different ways, right? It just it just builds. And and slowly, you know, for the past three months, everything has started falling into place. Obviously, I've lost weight, but mentally, I'm healthier. The lethargy that I felt throughout the day is gone, for the most part. I mean, I still get tired at nights, of course, but I mean, like, who doesn't get tired? This is the thing that drives me crazy. Who doesn't get tired at night, right? Who, when you're laying in your bed, you get tired, right? Like, isn't that the point of a bed? Anyway, I I guess my point is, well, I I don't know. I guess my point is that just like I didn't, I haven't lost this weight, you know, overnight. I also didn't gain it overnight, right? I gained, I gained it over the better part of five years. And I guess my point is that 
I know that it's hard. I'm, I'm very familiar with how hard it is. And I think just because something is really hard, it doesn't mean you can ignore all this other stuff that we know to be a fact just because it would be just because something is hard to like overcome. Like I, I understand that again, I understand that it's not as easy for a lot of people to lose weight, but just because something is not easy, I just don't feel like that means that it's acceptable. And again, I'm talking very specifically to this idea that being overweight, being fat, being obese is somehow healthy or is somehow not in a person's control. You know, again, I'm accounting for various levels of control in that scenario, but, you know, in a person's control. And, you know, I guess you could argue that, again, this is me trying to diagnose someone whose situation I am completely unaware of. But my point is just that everyone, again, with the exception of some extremely rare edge cases, like I said, this is a general, uh, you know, uh, topic or whatever that I'm talking about, a general application. You know, if you're trapped in a basement somewhere, this probably isn't for you, but. Every, I feel like everyone has a choice. It may not be an easy choice. It may not be a super apparent choice. It may be a choice surrounded by a million other things that you can't control, but it's still there. And I think suggesting otherwise that people have no agency over their own body and well-being, so we should just ignore all scientific data we have about being overweight is a dangerous idea, which is what I think the This American Life episode was doing, among other things. Listening back to the conversation, I think Keith would argue that This American Life was just trying to have the conversation to normalize that kind of conversation. I don't... Maybe... Well, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Keith, but I think that was, I think that was his point, was that they were just opening up the conversation. And I think that's ultimately where our disagreement on the whole thing stemmed from. I, I, and maybe, and I can get on board with that, but maybe because they s- devoted so much time to one side of the conversation, it felt like they were endorsing that side of the conversation. Even though, like in the beginning of the episode, Ira Glass says, we're going to run the gamut or whatever he says, they really only provide one side of the conversation, which, I mean, again, I guess if you're arguing that that side of the conversation has never been represented, then I guess that's the point, right? Like, you don't need to give a voice to the dominant side of the conversation because it's been dominant for so long. Like I said at the beginning, this was just to hopefully clarify some of my opinions from the podcast. Keith and I are just two guys who get together and bullshit for a couple hours occasionally. We're not ever trying to convey any sort of authority on a topic. So, you know, hopefully it's received that way, you know, as two guys who kind of don't know what they're talking about, but want to talk about it anyway. But I did, the one thing I did feel bad about 
was how I conveyed my experience with the woman in a scooter at Disney. Going into it, I was thinking it would be just kind of a lighthearted anecdote that would be a catalyst for the larger This American Life focused conversation. But I think it ended up coming off a lot meaner than I intended it to. Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't mean for it to come off as mean at all, but you know, that's not to say that I wasn't slightly annoyed by the inconvenience she caused me or that I wasn't thinking nasty things to myself about it, but I was hoping it would be more of a relatable, like, you know how sometimes you have bad thoughts and you know they're bad, but you can't stop thinking about it anyway, anecdote, then it came across, but I mean, that's probably because I'm not a professional comedian or public speaker or conveyor of emotions and, you know, probably also because you keep those bad thoughts to yourself for a reason. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that a little. Um, this probably got a little bit longer than I anticipated, but I think I could probably do something like this for every episode we record, actually, because everything always feels unfinished or poorly articulated, you know? I'm more comfortable listening to a conversation and just kind of chiming in if I feel like it. Uh, like if I feel like I have anything important to say or I don't know, I'm just not used to, I find leading a discussion and keeping it moving forward to be very difficult. And I think I end up sacrificing a lot of my attention to doing that instead of fully fleshing out my thoughts or making sure what I'm saying is really what I want to say, which is also why I prefer to write more than talk because I'm able to sort of obsess and edit uh, everything that's there and make sure that it's really um, what I want to say, which is why like this entire little monologue has been heavily, you know, notated, right? Like I'm, I'm reading most of these points. Like I've, I made sure to make notes. So I'm trying to cover all of my bases. Um, so if you're listening and thinking like, wow, this seems a lot more thought out than some of the other stuff is doofus has said, that's probably why. And it also probably because I haven't been, you know, drinking any whiskey. Uh, so that's all I want to say. Uh, thanks for listening and we will see ya when we see ya. <laughs>